Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Byron Nelson, DraftKings picks and preview. We're going to build some lineups, get to the final bets, the weather, the one and done. It's all here for you. And if you want to get in on FantasyNational.com, today is the day to get the best savings ever. 20% off at FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. You get the weekly membership right now. You get Wednesday to Wednesday, which means you get to make all your lineups, do all your research, use all the ownership projections, and all of the live stats and showdown stuff for the Byron Nelson. Then goes to Wednesday next week, and boom, you have all the PGA Champion stuff in there as well. So get two for the price of one at FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. The Listener's League, not yet full for this week. Only 2,500 spots because we're maxing it out for the PGA PGA Championship. And here's the good news. Both of the listeners leagues are now available down in the description. The Masters one filled on Monday. That was almost 7,000 spots. So I'm going to guess this one's going to go flying off the rails as well. So get your spots right now. Reserve them for the best contest on DraftKings. Completely rake-free. All of the Pat Mayo Experience contests. So please go get in those right now. Smash a like while you're here as well. And give me your favorite sleeper play of the week down in the comment section. Tambo? Ready to win some money this week? I feel good about this week. I don't know yeah. why. We're just checking to see how many more withdrawals we got here. If go coming in, Hank Lebiota right off the top from the top rope. So yeah, it's been a busy week, but definitely like this one. You know, it's a preview week before a major. Kind of a lull period for some, but we know sometimes that means lazy weeks, and we're going to try and find get to the bottom of that with ownership and whatnot. Well, in terms of ownership, it's going to be difficult this week because of the WDs yep. with Spieth being out and being factored into the pricing already. Like the top five guys are just going to draw an incredible amount of ownership, no matter how much you shake it. So you have to, you're going to have to bite the bullet on one of these guys. Did you did you like Spieth coming into the week? No, I didn't. See, this is what bothers me is that it would have kept Scotty at least in check. Yeah, and Hatton would have been much lower. And now we do kind of run into it's not the same situation field size. Talked to this some Monday on Fantasy Golf Degenerates, but with the Rom Finau ownership situation in Mexico, I think we just see that at the top with Scotty Hatton, and then it'll get spaced out in other areas. But I definitely do think we see something like 45 
25, give or take, up top. I do appreciate that we used Wyndham Clark in the one and done in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then he wins the next week. Thank you. That's never fun. Yeah, thanks, Wyndham. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for nothing, pal. Yeah, that's really I, didn't, I didn't even use him last week. I thought the other was like, oh, I'll use this guy who's right next to him and this guy who's right next to him. Probably just should have used him. Yeah, I ended up using Xander in one of mine. So I, but funny enough, the one that I've been trying to do so well in is up in like the top 200. The other one is starting to catch it now because I didn't have Xander in that one. So I kind of moved it up from there. But uh, it was a decent week for him in second, at least getting a couple million dollars. Okay, if you, can, if you can hit a top like five in one of these elevated events, you're going to be good to go. Oh, yeah. In terms of the one and done. So here's my betting card for the week. I added Tom Kim the moment that I saw that Spieth withdrew. What number did you get him at? 22. Oh, nice. So okay. I had to go beat the books because I knew that everyone was just going to get smashed down. I think that I, I didn't see many get bigger than 25 on him anyway, so 22 is not bad. I, I didn't see the 25. Even when we did the show on Monday, we were already at 20 or 22. Okay. And I was like, well, if Spieth isn't going to be there, he's going to be like 16. I believe that's what he is at DraftKings Sportsbook right now is 16 to 1. So I added Tom Kim. That was just a late ad to try to get another name at the top before – you know, the odds got slashed by 40% or whatever it might be. But I did bet Hideki at 27, Adam Scott at 35, Let's Bez go. at 70 with five places, Sam Stevens, 80 at five places, and then threw two bombs on nasty Nate Lashley at 125 to one with the top five. And my guy, Carson Young, 275 to one with five places. Uh, first round leader, went back to that market this week. Bez and the Smother Man, 66 and 80. Then I played Carson Young again at 175 to one with five places. I used Adam Scott in the one and done. Jeff has Tom Kim and Cust has KH Lee. Damn, is this Scott thing going to go down here? Because I, I'm on him as well. I bet him. I got him in one and done marked for my main right now. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But uh, I was going to ask you too, the, the other guy you said there. Oh, uh, Tom Kim. Are you, do you have him at the PGA Championship? Are you protecting your PGA Championship I, bets I'm not, this week? I, I have one PGA Championship bet, and it's Keegan Bradley, 125 to I remember that one from before. I just wasn't sure That's if you it. had the hundreds on Tom Kim. No, so. I would like to have the hundreds on Tom Kim. Now, in retrospect, when I think about it. Yeah. That'd be nice, I'm, but I, I don't. I'm happy to have them. I don't know how it's going to come through, but I hope he has a good week this week, finds something, and then carries it over. But, uh, you know, the, the other one you said last year, I, I only got 100 on him, so that's a good number for you. Yeah, he was at a at a place that's open every day of the year, let's say. They they hung a 125 on him on Monday. I was like, I mean, people are going to be I think on I was this. too late on it. I think yeah. people got in on it because I got it at eight places at 100, but yeah. Well, eight places they... They, they do in most cases too anyway i'm saying yeah but i mean i thought the other one existed before but i just missed it so either way good number i got brandon Wu as well 70 oh brandon Woo. yeah well we can talk about adam scott right now actually before we dig into everything yeah. i mean there's a very clear path to how he doesn't do well this week he finally hit his irons well for the first time in like three months last week and ended up inside the top five he just reverts back to the guy who can't hit an approach shot he's gonna fucking suck it's definitely possible. But I mean, my biggest thing on him, that's why I liked him even to start the week. And I don't think he was going to be popular. Now it looks like he's pushing somewhere 12 to 15 range, which isn't crazy. Who cares? But I'm just saying the strength of field factor. We talked about this plenty, you know, like in, in past of guys where it's like he shows up last week in a pretty strong field. People give him shit all the time. Oh, 31st, 29th. You want top 30. If you want a 30th at Adam Scott, play him. But they forget that those are in like the API, the Masters, these top end tournaments. Now he comes to an event like this, and I think it's going to be a lot better for him. And the price could actually be argued that it's kind of fair, for maybe Ricky Fowler esque, if you will, of last week, who was eighty eight hundred and still came through and got another top twenty. He he did. I, I think there's a distinct difference between what Ricky Fowler's pricing was last week and what Adam Scott's pricing is this week. Like he's only ninety two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but then you start to look at the players behind him, and that was the big case with Ricky last week. When you started to look at the players behind him in the price, and you're like, oh, those guys are better than Ricky Fowler. When you look at them this week with Adam Scott, like who are the guys that are 
better than Adam Scott. Yeah, it's not much. Like Mav McNeely? Eh. Who knows? Taylor Montgomery, maybe. But like, uh, Is he going to gain eight strokes putting? Because if he is, he's going to be really good. If he doesn't gain eight strokes putting, he's going to miss the cut. can turn into a putting contest. It he's can. A really he, good scorer, too, for, for drafting score. He doesn't have to come. But he doesn't do – he's lost – on approach in four straight, he's lost off the tee in three straight. At least earlier in the year when he was having these great putting performances. <laughs> he was, like, doing some other Something. things. Yeah. He's doing none of those things anymore. Yeah, I used to have to argue for that. That was the thing. Everyone knows it was the putter, but I was always saying, well, at least he's doing some of this and some of that. It's not like the guy's horrible. You can't just come top 20 on tour every week without everything. Oh, yeah, the putter's a big part of it, but just in general, I would say that. And now it's like you just said, tough to find a case besides the fact that we might see some ownership stay in check on him. Like it looks under sub 10% is fine at that price, I think. Yeah, you would would end up having to do like a game theory play on him because the ownership is coming down. But to even go back and look, again, fantasynational.com slash mayo, make it easy on yourself to the, his run at the beginning of the year with all the top 15s, the top fives. Like, he gained 11 strokes putting one week. Uh, five, six, six, five, eight, seven, whatever it might be. But he was also gaining three and a half off the tee, four off the tee, a little bit around the greens. Now it's just a sea of red in everywhere outside putting. In the last two events that he's played, the Heritage and the Wells Fargo, granted, both elevated events, playing against the best in the world, so it's a little bit more difficult. He lost strokes putting one week marginally, gained marginally the other week's Miss the cut in both. Like he just, if he's not gaining all the strokes, which he can do, this we know. So you're betting on that sort of week. Like, we should just play the, Jimmy Walker for cheap. I was going to say, saying. I mean, he, yes. He gains it all with the putter. He's, so. he's kind of looking a little bit like stat wise, as crazy as this sounds, like Denny, like a bad version of Denny McCarthy, <laughs> who next week, by the way, kind of like Denny. Would you play Denny if he was here? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I so, think it was a perfect Denny event. So we're going to play him, Taylor Montgomery. Perfect. You just you just made the case for it. Yeah, but I said he's the bad Taylor or the bad Denny McCarthy right now. But if he if he was Denny McCarthy's name, you would play it and just go with yeah, it. Yeah, but Denny so. McCarthy's numbers look better than this. That's true. Denny McCarthy isn't losing seven strokes on approach. I'm I'm gonna play Taylor Montgomery. I like it. Okay. okay. And that it's just mainly like what you said too is like again you started with the Scott conversation, which I think makes sense because it's not much behind him. Your boy Siwoo. You got Matt Kuchar. There's some guys, people like Seamus Power. But when you go down, it's you are making cases for guys like uh, Jaeger's gonna be popular. Who do you like? Wise coming back from you know he didn't he took off the men, the Masters for the mental health stuff. And I, I would I would rather gamble on Wise at 83 than play Montgomery. I'm playing at, both, so I don't know how both, to say that, but I, I do like both here. Yeah, I like Wise better than I like Montgomery. If I'm going to take a just random shot, but I'm also playing a ton of Hideki too, yeah. and that's going to be because I feel like his injury in time off is factored into his price. Like 9,800 bucks seems like it's super expensive. He should be more. Based on the play that he had before the injury, going into the Masters, and even including the Masters, he was playing great. Yeah, he seems fine, and the price is fair. Like he says, Best Buy pricing back on Hideki, 9800 bucks. You can get in on it, so I don't mind that. And people are going to Tom Kim there, for sure. You know, you talked about the betting market hitting him up so hard. It's definitely a good spot for him. It makes sense, but when the ownership comes that way, I don't know what we'll see. Like last week, Cam Young, I don't know if we were expecting 40% in some places on a Cam Young Popular bet, popular thought, popular talking piece. And almost now you've got, got beat by Carson Young. Almost. almost did. Almost. And Ricky did beat his ass at 8,800. <laughs> so for 100 bucks more, even though, oh, but he's better below him. Ricky got him. So um, I don't know. The, the Hideki one makes sense. The Scott one I like. What do you think ends up actually happening before we go to one and done with KH Lee? Because that's another conversation. The fact that he's literally won here the last two years. I think he's going to be popular. Yeah, so I've got 15% right here. Yeah, I, I'm seeing between 15 and 17% on KH Lee, which I think is a fair price for a guy. I mean, you can say the course history doesn't matter. There's something about this course that mm-hmm. fits his eye. 
Either he like he can read the greens perfectly or whatever it might be. Whenever he hits his drives, he gets to his exact spot every single time. But it's really hard to overlook a guy who has won this two years in a row. And played well last week. And her curse, though. Oh, it's perfect. Good. I was looking for a reason. There, there's your reason. All right. Who did you say he had? Is that who he has in one of them? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. He said. Okay, yeah, I was just too, too focused in when you said Adam Scott, and I got excited because that's who I have. But let's talk. Cage Lee, by the way. Or not occasionally. Cuss, by the way, winning the one and done currently in our three man <laughs> by like a pretty substantial margin. Yeah. So, uh, pretty good year for the Ender Curse at the moment. I, I wanted to talk about the weather. Oh, that's right. Beforehand yeah. as well, because it looks like there's a ton of rain Saturday, overnight Friday into Saturday. Then it clears up sometime in the afternoon. And then there's like a minimal amount on Sunday. Do you think that there's a chance? I mean, there's always a chance that stuff like this gets pushed, but a week before a major. Guys are going to stick it out, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. We do this every time. Yeah. And guys they don't. They don't. Honestly, this is like the late withdraw thing where I know it's annoying and it's painful. And if it happens, it sucks. And then you'll say, oh, I knew this could happen. We, we were saying, no, we play this game forever. How, how many times do we make this stuff up and then it doesn't happen? Or there's no way Ricky or Scott or Jordan Spieth are going to play well the week before a major. And they're up there at the top of the leaderboard. Spieth's winning it. Mm-hmm. All these factors. Like, yeah, I know. He's just getting ready. And part of getting ready is he'll take a win. Right before it just is what it is. People take their wins when they can get them. Yeah, they want to win. They want to win. It doesn't matter if they're here. It's it's an awesome opportunity. It locks in money. It locks in points. It locks in everything. They want to win. It's a spot they can win. They're going out to play to win. I don't know if it does get fully delayed on Saturday. It's not ideal, but that matters more. Again, how did they play on the first couple of days? And that's the only time we've seen it. In the first two days, look super windy. Yeah, it's always that way in Texas. Yeah. Like, you're just going to get periodic gusts, and it doesn't seem to be any sort of wave advantage unless you get guys that are, like, the very first players on the course on Thursday look like they might get the best of it, but even that is, like, a two-hour window, so they're going to end up in the shit anyway. They don't get to play their whole round in decent weather. That's I mean, one thing I will say, though, in Texas, you can definitely always stack both waves. Yeah. If you got the 150 and you want to do it, it definitely happens in the past where you've seen some pretty heavy advantages shake out because this is just the forecast right now or the night you're doing it before, which is best tonight. Look at it again. But I don't even then if you go all in on a side, it can definitely flip in a heartbeat. It's Texas. So I, I always look at both sides for the weather on this, but nothing spectacular that stands out up front here. Want to give away some money for next week? I am, I'm already giving away some, but I would always love to give away right, more. Well, what do you got? We'll check on the prize. Well, I was trying to think about how much money I should be giving away. Maybe that's what people can comment. How much money should Pat give the viewers this week for the PGA Championship? They'll Pat, probably say Pat should nudge one for the, million dollars. Yeah, they, they want the forty-four forty-four ticket, the big dog, because Pat should talk about getting us the hundred dollar back. That's what we need Pat to do. The the community is sad. There is a twenty-five dollar million maker, and then if you can get it there. $4,444, no in-between. We want the $100 back. That's the fun one. 25,000, 29,000 people. You can get 15 entries in there and feel okay about it or whatever. If you want, Whatever you want to do with your, your bankroll. I'm just saying that's one that we're missing this week. I'm surprised. Of, I don't know why they just didn't run it. I, I saw the live so finals popular. back. Yep. It's at the uh, 3M, 3M Open. Yep. What a fun, bizarre tournament to have the finals of the World Championships. Play Michael Thompson. Yeah, and... Uh, Who I like this week, and he withdrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, tough scene. It's like a, it's a certified birdie fest leading up to it. It's like every... I think it's like John Deere Classic. Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage, whatever order those go, and then 3M Open to round it out. But I guess what they wanted to do... They get complaints no matter what, but what they wanted to do with it is get people at a full field event. Even though I loved the way... I don't love the three rounds, personally. I know not many do. But what I do, did like about last year and the way they've been doing it, like last year's 125-man top field. It was it was the Memphis. Willie Z win. 
Right. right? When I was went. down there for I went for, for it, I was I didn't make the finals. Like I went out in round two, but I went had a good week down there for that on DraftKings, and it was like you're getting 125 of the best in the world. It's still a, a semi-full field. It's not all the way, but it's pretty good. And so I don't know. I, I still think that would have been better than 3M Open, but who cares? It's, like, a, it's like a trip. It, you're going down 40 people to play for a million bucks. If we're just spending money, just do the live final at the Open. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd love that. That would be awesome. People would love that. That would be nuts. I, I don't feel like they're trying to spend that much money, and who knows what it is. Or for do the, it at the Canadian Open, then. Yeah, no one wants that. We, we want that. But not only people want to well, go to you, Honestly, if you had to go on a live experience to a city, would you rather go to Minneapolis or Toronto? I don't want to say too many rude things because there's a lot of people in the PGA DFS I was, space I, that I've are I've been to Minneapolis in a there. bunch of times. I went there for the Super Bowl. I love the city. It's great. Yeah. Toronto's a better city. Yeah, I, that's, what I was, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. May, they'll say bias, but I would just say that myself yeah. too. So, you know, yeah. I mean, but maybe that's my, my bias coming into it as well. Like if someone said, hey, you can go to – Dallas, Texas for a live final, or New York City, I'd pick New York. Okay, yeah. I'd probably pick New York over any place in the States. Yeah, I guess I'll tell you what. I love being in New York. One thing about Memphis is not the safest place. We were down there for the event last year. Like You're coming out of the nicest restaurant that DK is putting you up in, steakhouse, everything, and the guy at the door for valet basically is like, just so you know, these red dots over here are where people got killed recently. So stay out of that area. I was like, Jesus, okay. We'll, we'll stay out of that area. Get the Uber right back to the hotel and the bar by the hotel. We'll stay safe. Are you going to qualify for the Live Live Final? Yeah, imagine. The Live Final? No. There is go, Live you, Event this get, week. Get, get, get go to Rod or whatever it is. Yeah, Live Tulsa. Yeah. I, I didn't even really look at it. I Taylor saw it. Gooch. We're, everyone's focused on K.H. Lee going for the three-peat. Gooch going for Gooch, the three-peat? Gooch is going for it. Uh, Tim has already told me. I was playing golf with him the other day. that uh, Gooch is making his final three for the PGA Championship. That's perfect. Pricing should be out soon. Yeah, we're doing a show. We're recording it Thursday night, me, Kenny, and Ben. Nice. And then you and I will go again next Wednesday. And then you and Kenny are going to be on Monday. And maybe we'll have mm-hmm. some showdown shows back up for next week as well for the year's second major. And then we'll start getting rolling back on showdown again. But. Yeah. It's going to be just a jam-packed week. The problem is I was going to release the show on Friday, but NFL schedule release on Thursday. we got to do a live show that night with me, Cust, and Jeff. Cust is already – he's not allowed to look at the schedule oh, Okay. before we record the show, but he saw, like, the international games already came out, so he's, like, already tilted. Yeah, the Ravens got one this year. Oh, where at? It, it's I think it's in London, week six, and I think they're playing you Titans. Go. You should go. No, I don't. I do want to get over there. We talked about it last night, but not. Uh, I don't think that'll be the case to go over for that game. Well, I, I'm. I know that there. There's a direct flight from here to Frankfurt. Yep. Crazily enough, but I don't know when it. I, it's only seasonal, so I don't know when it ends. <laughs> if it's like still available the week that the Frankfurt game is going on, why not? Pat live from Frankfurt. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have a Frankfurt gather up. All all the Yeho friends <laughs> of know. the Pat Mayo experience. You we got can, the numbers in the back end too. Right, big the, big in Germany. The listenership, yeah, exactly. big in Germany. So that that helps out. All right, one and done. <laughs> oh man, go ahead. One and done. We're fucked. <laughs> We're, we're so <laughs> whoever behind. we pick sucks. We had such a streak of whoever we picked was so good. Now whoever we picked is horrible. I just get it was the turning point, man. It was Rom in. We were literally in first. first place. If Rom does his job, has the opening round of this, you know, just anything you could ask for. It's the perfect setup, and then all downhill from there. Adam Scott, <laughs> we have him. Uh, we, we we don't have Hatton, Scheffler, or Tom Kim, or Hideki. I was going to ask about Hideki. Okay, we don't so have we don't we don't have those four. So we have Day, Cooch, Power. Siwoo, Scott, Hoagie, Minwoo, Monka, your boy Montgomery, Benny Ann. We can play Bazidin House. What, what about Day or Cooch? 
Well, just we can talk about them because I think they're going to be something that translates over later. Anyway, again, there's only so many options from DraftKings perspective once you decide on the Scotty hat and stuff and then go down. So these guys will come up anyway, but for one and done, just to have the conversation. I like Scott, obviously. We're both using him, so we could literally just triple down, but it's triple down week. We should just bet the double, by the way. Gooch, KH Lee, double for a triple. Kind I of. That. That, that'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, talk, talk to me about Day and talk to me about Kucher. Your thoughts on those two guys. Day mentioning the Vertigo stuff, I think has people a little bit scared. And then Kucher, everyone just saw he's old, he's dust, he can't do anything. Well, but Kuch- he has been doing things. I can say, if you go look at like who's gained the most strokes overall over the past three months, Kucher is inside the top 10 right now which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, maybe Day wasn't talking about his Vertigo. Maybe he was listening to that U2 album. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned that he, he went back to and even kind of doubled down on it, said he didn't want to talk about it from the Masters or something, but he had it a little bit there for a round also, I guess. And then it sparked up again on him. But Or whatever the turn, two tournaments were in a row he mentioned it for. One of them he had that people didn't know about. But the interesting part on Kucher, 12th and 17th here the last two years, and his run right now is Ricky Fowler-esque. Well, 23rd, the, 19th, 3rd, and 16th, the last four. The last time I decided to back Cooch and, like, felt good about it was at Honda, which I think is the one tournament that he's had has been terrible. <laughs> anyway, he went miscut Honda and players. Other than that, you're right. Like, even even at Genesis, and I think Tom Jacobs was the one who pointed this out, that when you look at it's very small sample, obviously two years, but a lot of the guys that have played well at Riv over the years have popped up on this leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I don't and, it. and it's not just... Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth, like the good players who play in this tournament. Like, KH Lee also plays really well at Riviera, too. Adam James Hahn plays pretty well. Adam Scott plays really well. But James Hahn won this event at this course in 2012 when it was on the Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. Had a top 10 here a year ago as well. So, let's just click on Riv. See who did well at Riv. Yeah, do that. Pick one of those guys. I, I have interest in Kucher, though, there. I'd be fine going with him over Scott if you want a little bit of hedge life there. and try Kucher was the best player at Riviera this year, who is in the field this week. Jason Day is actually second. Oh, wow. And it's the two guys we were just talking about. Is Harris English playing? I really wanted to play him this week. I don't think he's playing. No. Power and Hoagie would be next. I have interest in Power, because only because he's been terrible. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, actually, I just don't think anyone... He was 18th last week, played pretty well. But I... Just, it's hard to gauge his ownership, too, because the stuff that's around him, like I said, if you go above, there's the guys that people are definitely on, and then it looks like more people have interest in, like, the Hoagies, the Minwoos, the Jaggers. Of course, Jaggers going to be very popular, I think, so we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out, but I definitely think Sheamus could get at least squeezed a little bit, but it looks like right now, somewhere in the 10 to 15, put a little wider range on it. Siwoo? One and done? See the Mackenzie Hughes quote tweet today? It was great. That's hilarious. It's definitely so true also, and it's just funny, but uh, I mean, just all the things you think about, and I think someone else said this makes total sense. It definitely does. You know, Siwoo's a a mess sometimes on the course, but I don't know. Siwoo would be interesting too. What's what's his stuff look like? I mean, again, that's... He's Siwoo. He's (laughs) Siwoo-esque. It's just none of it, none of it matters. Yeah. Even last week, he had four completely isolated different rounds. He was great the first two days and couldn't make a putt. Then he couldn't chip somehow in the third round. Then it just felt like he didn't even try in the final round. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be on the list too. Between I don't know, I feel like Scott maybe getting a little too popular if you and I are both on him. So I kind of want to go with like Day, Kucher, or Siwoo. Let's go with Siwoo. All right, I, Siwoo. I think he'll be the lesser owned of those three guys that you mentioned. Should be, should be. Should, he should be. Now that we've talked about it, I mean, people don't want to take who we take, so that shouldn't help in any sort of fashion. To <laughs> Day, Day will probably be less popular, too, with the Vertigo stuff, but I don't know. I guess he's still, when are people saving these guys for? Yeah, this is a place to burn whoever. Like, I'm just looking at some of my other ones. I have Hideki and Hatton 
you know, should really should just play Hatton at elevated events. Guy comes top five every single time. Yeah, he does. And you got to play him while he's a little bit hot. Like, at least he was uh, okay. You know, third T3. Blew the uh, offer under 70 on the on the 18th hole oh, last week. 72nd hole for him, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, bogey on the last. So, cost some people big money and five points on DraftKings. But, yeah, he's he's playing good right now, too. I don't have him. I think I used him. Damn, I, want, I can't remember where I used him. Where was he last? Was he in Mexico? Who? Hatton. No, we used him at Valero. Oh, okay. That's probably why. The week before a major. Didn't work out. Oh, well. We won't use him this time either. We'll use him on DraftKings instead. Siwoo Kim is our one-and-done selection for the week. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all 
is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from. Then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective, improve your website, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot for a very low cost. And it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, please play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, uh, both of them for the PGA Championship and the Byron Nelson. Rake free, three max entry, $15 to play. Best tournaments on DraftKings, both down in the description right now, so please go do that. And all the final notes, bets, the tidbits from Tambo, everything like that is going to be in the Mayo Media newsletter later on this afternoon. And we'll have one on Sunday as well next week because it's a major week, but completely free to join. And if you're a sub, you're already in the draw for whatever amount of money that we're giving away next week, so you probably want to go do that. Please, or Mayo Media on Substack if you're just Googling it. Oh, DraftKings-wise, can I tell you my lineup? You t- I'll tell you my lineup, then you tell me your lineup, and we'll go off from there. Okay. Show me yours, I'll show you mine. What do you got? Exactly. Hideki, Tom, Kim, Adam, Scott. One, two, three. Okay. This is the non-Scheffler portion of the, uh, of the lineups. I'll bring that one in in a second. And then I went Carson Young and Nate Lashley with Ben Griffin. So, Nasty Nate and Ben Griffin. So three nines, two sevens, and a six. All right. And then mine that has yours by 50 points? No, not quite. 28 points. I, I can try to guess yours. Does it start with Scheffler or no? Yes. It does? Okay. Let's see if I can build your lineup. Scheffler. I have one of your same guys. One of my same guys. All right. Give me a sec here. I got to really think this you through. You will literally never get this lineup. Oh, really? It's, it's that different? Who I just I don't know if it's... It's not, like, too contrarian. I just don't think you're going to get it, but let's hear. I'm just trying to... How off the board is it? Like Not really. Like not, I, I said it's got 28 points on yours, and your lineup's not bad. So okay. it's just... It's, it's good players. It's just I don't think they're the spots you think I'll land. All right. So we'll go Scheffler. Brandon Wu. Nope. Dylan Wu. Nope. Can I give you one hint that yeah. might help? Yes. The second guy in, this is why you'll never get it, is Adam Hadwin. And he's my second most expensive guy. The second guy in is Adam Hadwin. So everyone else is less than him. So Okay, so you have a 7,500 for your final four spots? Yeah, and I've got one guy the same as you. All right, so let's see here. Uh, Sam Stevens? Nope. Michael Kim? Nope. Eric Cole? Nope. Ben Griffin? Yes, that's the same guy I have as you. All right. There's no way I'm getting this. Then Bez... No, I'll give you the rest. Stallings, Rye, Shank. Okay, what, why is, I guess, my question. Yeah, just looking at the areas, like going down, I'll look at them again here, but just to see, like, so Brandon Wu, I love him, I bet him. Super popular, Stallings, 100 bucks less. I think he's the same guy on paper. Like, it just rates out the same for me with, like, no ownership at all. So I, I'm good with him there. I actually like Bramlett above, but Bramlett was getting a little bit later. And uh, Hadwin was the Jagger pivot up there. I'm just fine moving off him. You don't have to do this. It's just why I was looking at it. I like Ben Griffin. I think others do too. So, you know, I've talked about this strategy on the show sometimes. Just picking the, you know, people will decide maybe between a Ben Griffin, a Justin Suh, or an Aaron Rye. I'm just playing both of them. I like Aaron Rye. So Ben Griffin and Aaron Rye go together. I just play him as a combo. And then who's the last guy I said to you? Oh, Shank. Wow, ben, just, ben Griffin's been really bad. 
Make birdies, <laughs> Shank. 7,300. I, I don't know. Your guy, Higo, is there. You like him? I do. Yeah, of course. You know, I get it. Like that, I said, that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I like some of the guys below, too. Like, I can move pieces around in this and make it more chalky if I wanted to. There's lots of 2v2s off this lineup, so that's why I kind of like it, too, as a starting point. But I just wanted to see what my sort of best under-owned with some, a little bit of ownership in there looked like with Scotty. And that's what I got to. So looking at it right now in terms of ownership, if we try to figure out who the chalkiest guys are going to be. So this is the biggest disconnect. What would you say Scheffler's ownership ends up being? 40%? Because what I'm seeing on Fantasy National right now that the calculated ownership projection is 23%. But I'm looking at the actual number of lineups he's been generated in, and it's 45%. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a disconnect there somewhere. The range is 40 to 50, and you have to put the bigger one this week because twofold. One, the, fa- the speed situation, I think before that he was really going to get kept in check. Like we might have seen him get capped at 35 at that point. The other factor, too, Pat, is that people, the way people are talking about it, if you're listening just around the industry, reading all the stuff I do, all these factors, it's, I, it's almost like people are looking for a reason to get off Scheffler late. Will they? No. He'll be the highest owned by a decent margin. But what I'm saying is that it's more, people sometimes, you know, don't think of it this way, but this is how I do is like it's a disconnect of what should he be at from everything you're thinking and hearing versus what people, he ends up getting capped to a number. Like if he's at 40, that's probably low for what he could be. I think he's much higher to top five this tournament, which if he top fives, he's going to be optimal. So, or likely to be optimal. And it's also what's behind him. Not much. We talked about this earlier. There is a little bit better names than what Rom saw in Mexico with Rom and Finau. But realistically, even Hatton to me is a massive drop-off from Scotty Scheffler. It's just what Scotty shows up. And that's the argument people are trying to make to talk themselves out of it, where they're saying the week before a major, uh, you know, he's just showing up because it's Texas. It's a birdie fest. Everything gets, uh, you know, set up in the way where it it doesn't matter as much because, uh, you know, if he doesn't make all the birdies, he's not going to keep up with them. And that's why we'll see these results and so everything that goes with it. So they can make a case against him. So I I made a case against him too, because I had to write him up for golf digest as he was my betting fader of the week. And he was just like, well, I don't want to bet a guy two and a half sure. to one to win a golf tournament. Now, yeah. That was essentially the case. But what is the case that he doesn't win this tournament? It's that he putts like he's been doing for the past month or so. Just a yeah. guy, guy can't make a three-foot putt. It's tough to win at minus 25 if you're not making the easy ones along the way. Conversely to that, though, the reason that I am playing him this week is that even if he loses three strokes putting, he's still going to come 10th. So if he just beats minus three putting, he's probably going to win. That's <laughs> definitely a good argument. Why well, I think some, I actually think this this week we will see people lock him. So I, I don't, I don't lock guys. But I'm saying there's a case to be made for it, especially with those numbers that we just utilized. But I will just say in general, we will see people be heavily overweight and some lock him this week because of that there is enough guys. You have, you have over 7,600 left. You don't have to love the 6K range to make it work. You can love the bottom of the 7Ks. You can love a guy in the 8K. Like I started mine with Hadwin and then got four guys in the 7s. I didn't even touch 6s. And there's like a million 2v2s there that we were looking at or could look at. Lastly, Pat, I'll just say this, is if you look at Scotty here, question marks. Okay, Hatton looks pretty solid, I'll admit. Matsuyama? I'm, fa- I'm fading Hatton full out. Okay, so no that's your, so there's your so there's a question mark. If you're willing to fade him, there has to be a reason. So we don't have to get into it, just saying in general. So there's the Hatton. There's not there's nothing really against it. Just if I'm going to pick and choose between what I want to do this week or that, I prefer Hideki over Hatton because mm-hmm. I think that Hideki is better suited for this course, and I do think that he probably ends up coming in. Now it looks like it's going to be about the same. 
But uh, initially when I went into it, it's like, oh, people are going to be off of Hideki because of the injury. But it just saves me a little bit of money because I do want to play Scheffler. I want to play Hideki. So no Hatton, no Day, no KH Lee for me. Okay. And that's what I was going to say. And if you go look to it, just the, what I have for ownership, I feel like is pretty decent. Here, the 9K range is still getting loaded up with the 15 to 25 percent range depending if you want to put Tom Kim as high as 25 even if you don't and put him at like 20 to 23 range he's probably the highest in here but Hideki's still getting some Day is getting some KH Lee's definitely getting some Adam Scott people are coming on too late Siwoo not so much Kucher will get some and then even the high eights like power looks to be mixing it in a little bit but the 8k range is going overlooked so what that tells me is people going off of Scheffler are saying I'm gonna go against Scheffler and I'm gonna either start with Hatton or sneaky not really, but I get it. Start with an Eggie. Three 9K guys or whatever. It's like, okay, that makes I get why it makes sense. It's not saying it's not a good play. I'm saying it's not super sneaky. And at the end of the day, where Scheffler can finish T15, but a bunch of those 9Ks bust, it may still be a Scheffler lineup when the 7K guys are scoring like crazy and the 8K guy that comes through ends up being the winner, for example. Let's say you could see that. So Scheffler hasn't finished worse than 12th in any event this year since the CJ Cup last year when he finished 45th, and he had come second and third before that. So even at the Tour Championship a year ago, came second, lost three and a half strokes putting. At the Players' Championship this year, you may recall that he won that event. He broke even with the field putting. Mm-hmm. Like If he just puts around even. Now, if he puts around even this week, I don't think he's going to win because this course is too easy. Right. That someone is going to be good enough to beat those numbers. Because at Tita Green at the Players, he just trumped everyone because it's a hard course. Like, if you're not... If you can go the entire week and not make a double bogey at TPC Sawgrass, like you're going to be in really good shape because yeah. other guys are going to do that. So I don't think this is a tournament that you're going to win. Breaking even, like Heritage is one where you could break even and win because your tee to green game could just be so good, generate so many opportunities and not blow up anywhere. There's just not a lot of blow up spots at this course. So if you're making par on one of the easy par fives or missing those short eagle putts, other people are just going to make them. It's not like you're the only person who had the opportunity to do this. So if he gains two strokes putting this week, I think he wins. Yeah. So you're just betting against that. And again, I keep going back to this one. It's not the same, but just going back to the Mexico factor again, like it wasn't like Rom was hot at it. Like it wasn't like the best thing since sliced bread when it started off and then he still ends up coming in second, trailing to Fina. But again, that's the example here where you could see it again. Like there's a case to be made. What if Hideki's neck flares up again? What if Tom Kim doesn't come through as chalk? What if Day has the vertigo stuff again? What if Cage Lee doesn't go back to back to back or have be in the mix because that it was just two great years? Scott, you already talked about the ways he can fail. Si Wu literally just talked about those four rounds. I don't have to name them all. I'm just, that is almost all of them. And it's Kucher. Kucher. That's enough said. So it's like there is a way where he can still be in the mix where his 12th is still very involved in DraftKings scoring and very involved in the winning lineups. And that seems like worst case scenario. Yeah. Like there's we there's just, the best case too. We, yeah. we, just, we just laid out the worst case scenario where he's still a good play. Yeah. So that, I mean, I'm not going to lock him in either. But I'll probably play like 75%. And that'll be good. I think. I would think so. And this is the first time he's playing a non-elevated event since the American Express in January. This where, is... where he played poorly and came 11th. Yeah, I can't remember too. I think he definitely tops the Texas list, right? As well, playing in Texas. What do you mean? Like if you you can go look up the stats of guys that play oh, well yes. in Texas. And he already, again, obviously a native and all these factors, but I'm saying he just dominates. And now he gets to see that Spieth exits the tournament. Unfortunate news with the wrist injury and whatnot. But just to say, like you said, these guys are here to win. He's going to go win in Texas if he can. And that's what he's going to try and ne- do. Never won in Texas on the PGA Tour. Oh, Adam, imagine. Wants to add it to the resume. Got to get it in. Adam Scott, I believe, has won every Texas tournament <laughs> Adam Scott's in his career. Man. Adam Scott's going to crush. 
He's going to crush our souls, probably. Probably. This is the first tournament he ever played in, too, Scotty Scheffler. 2014, came 22nd at the Byron Nelson. I think that was the year that Brendan Todd beat Mike Weir. You think he's a different golfer now? No, same guy. <laughs> it was. It was the year Brendan Todd beat Mike Weir. What a year. Wow. Listen to this leaderboard. Let's hear it. Todd, Weir, CH3, Leishman, Boo Weekly, James Hahn. Wow. Top five. Boo. Then you got Dustin and Graham Dillette. Oh, man. What a time. John Sendin? Sendin the birdies? Yeah. Charlie Belgin? Sean, Sean Stephanie. That guy used to be Mr. First Round. The two first round leaders I used to love to bet, Sean Stephanie and Morgan Hoffman. I call him Sean, the- Sean Stefani. Nice. G- Gwen's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Hoffman cashed me a serious first round leader at API one time. I remember he was in the mix and I had to I was flying from Toronto to New York and I got off the plane and was like streaming it on my phone. And he chipped in from that stupid bunker on 18 at API for birdie to get the first round lead. It was the greatest. Things like this used to happen to me. They don't happen anymore. <laughs> Is he still drinking piss? I think so. <laughs> Last I saw, he was hanging out with Burger, though. Speaking of which, Burger should be coming back soon. I think he might be on the Anthony Kim plan. <laughs> you think? Right now. We might never see Burger again. He just keeps saying he's coming back and showing like a single practice swing or whatever. I'm like, all sure. right, when? Or, or he might just have this huge insurance policy taken out on himself and like, hey, I'll get paid to, I'll get paid to live money to sit at home. Yeah, I thought he was going to live originally because last time we saw him, he was hanging out with DJ and Paulina out on the boat having some drinks. I think they all live. I think he lives oh, they all live like directly there, yeah. next door to Probably DJ. does. I mean, that's they're all in that area, so it's kind of interesting. But just I thought that was the, the sail away tour for him. So let's build some different versions of the Scheffler lineup. All right, let's do it. What do you, you have had when is your second man in? But let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say you want to use someone else who you perceive to actually be good. Adam Scott, let's say. I, was just, I already clicked him. Same wavelength. There we go. Scheffler Scott, 7,200 bucks. What do we do from here? Because I like Carson Young, and it's not just me. The numbers actually do support Carson Young this week. Oh, man. Past eight rounds, second best player in this field, Carson Young, only behind Scotty. He almost did beat Cam last week, too. He just didn't make the cut. It was right there, though. He he missed the cut on the night. He got green mild at the end. (laughs) Yeah. What if we do this? You can go, like, uh, Young. You can still get your nasty Nate. You can get your Smotherman in. What's that leave us? How much is Smotherman? 71. It's a pretty good price. So you get 7,900 left. You can land on Joey B. Bramlett, oh, or you can go Brandon Wu. I'm going to say you can almost get to Bez. How owned is Bez going to be? 20%? Or is it just Bez? 20%? Who likes Bez? I, have I, him, love, I, I bet Bez. I have Bez, him sub, te- sub 10%. So. This, is, this is a great Bez week. All right. Interesting. Easy course. Make some putts. Yeah. I'll tag him up just for you on my stuff. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't think people like him. So if you're worried about ownership, I, would I, I wasn't be. worried about it. I, oh, okay. I just saw clicking on Fantasy National. He's another one of those that has a huge gap mm-hmm. between what the projected ownership is and how many times he's actually been generated. It's like 8% projected ownership, 22% generation percentage. Do you, okay, uh, let me ask you this then, because to get, instead of going Brandon Wu or Joseph Bramlett with Nate Lashley, do you like Jimmy Walker or Ryan Palmer or any of those guys at 7,100? No. Okay. I don't. I kind of like Palmer. I like Chuck Hoffman. Yeah, he Remember? might be he might be a better play than Jimmy Walker, just in hope that he shows up in Texas like he always does. Jimmy does too, but I'm saying if people are watching the Jimmy Tracker, we'll tell you right now it's gaining like four strokes putting, five strokes putting and, every and, week. And, so. and Hoffman's the exact opposite. In his past two events, he's gained eight strokes tee to green, five strokes tee to green, and dude can't make a fucking putt to save his life. Maybe going back to Texas, the putter can come back. JJ spawned WD too, so. Yeah. 
Bez maybe gets a little bit of that, but I don't see it, man. I see like eight, seven to ten on Bez. So this lineup is actually interesting, though. If you could get there, so I know I, you don't like Palmer, I, I, but Scotty. So, oh yeah, by the way, that was the name of our podcast this week. Adam, Adam Scotty Scheffler. I saw that. Adam Scott, Adam Scotty Scheffler. So you put those two: Carson Young, your boy; Cebez, your other guy; your first round leader, Austin Smo. I, I, I had Bez first round leader too, and came out. This is a great uh, showdown lineup. If nothing and, else. and then we can get. I put Ryan Palmer. I put Hoffman. But how much is Hoffman? 71. Oh, same price. Yeah. yeah. So Scheffler, Scott, Hoffman, Smotherman, Carson Young, and Bez. I assume that does not rate out very well. No, it doesn't. But again, this is pretty unique setup because you have, you know, no, you got one 6K guy in, in Young, but you don't have really any of those guys I was talking about in the 9K that would get any ownership in this spot from what we were talking about before. You're skipping over Hatton, skipping over the Tom Kim love, Jason Day and Kucher picking up some based on projections, KH Lee on the back-to-back, all those factors there. And then Adam Scott getting some some late sneaky love because you know we like him and other people like him that are talking about him this week based on other things. So I think that's where um, we only have Scott of the bunch and then we get different elsewhere. So I'm just trying to factor this in now. So out of the 6K guys, I have two selected at the moment. That I actually do like. And Lucas Glover I keep looking at because the numbers, they're Charlie Hoffman-esque. Tita Green, very good. Dude cannot putt. He's gained over two strokes on approach in each of his past four starts. He's missed the cut in three of those. Right. So if you go Scotty Scott, Young. Scotty Scott Young. Go Glover. And this was, I was going to bring this up. I didn't know how we would get there. I'm just going to the most recent example of like, again, getting a bit more aggressive by going two high six Ks, one low seven. That le- that lands us on Aaron Wise, $8,300. Oh, I like that. And this is, it rates out better than the ones we just did. And it also, this to me is more unique because like I said, you're getting to a guy in the eight Ks that nobody's really going to be on. And then you're going more aggressive. I think people think about how this sets up. When you go Scotty, you know, you've got just over $7,600 left to spend. A lot of people start going down and say, I don't even need to go to the 6K range. Let me just look at these sevens. They pick a couple 72, 74, 73, 71. They're fine now. They can get into the eights with my Hadwin play. They can get wherever. They're not even touching the sixes. You're not only touching it, with you're going with two guys and then also a low seven in Charlie Hoffman. So I think that is another way you could do it. So you could do it this way as well. What do you got? So same lineup. No Glover. Go down to Kendall Roy. Oh, I like that call, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, it doesn't get us there. I thought we could get up to your guy, Montgomery, with it. We, uh, we're a we're hundred bucks short. But you could go Siwoo Montgomery if you wanted to and not Adam Scott. I kind of like that. And it slightly beats the last one, too. Siwoo Montgomery. And I, I put in Smotherman instead of Hoffman, but you can kind of interchange between those two guys, too, if you want. For me. Smotherman? Smotherman. Smotherman? Smotherman. That's actually kind of nice. This one. Scott, sorry. Scotty, Siwoo, Taylor Montgomery, Smotherman, Carson Young, Kevin Roy. That's that's a nice one. The, the issue is, like I said, if you're willing to take off Smotherman and Montgomery, here's where you get really, really unique. When you go to your Glover call. Mm-hmm three six k's but are they really or is that just a product of the pricing it's product they, of the price they all could have been seven k like why is charlie hoffman 7100 bucks guys have done shit in two years so this one actually again this is why okay i can't remember what actually got the job done last week i think it was like a forty eight thousand eight hundred dollar lineup was the optimal but just in general 
remember we were on the show and we were like, man, it's these aggressive lineups are actually rating out better. And I don't think many people are building these aggressive lineups. Here's a situation where we got no 7K, no 8K, Pat. You go Scotty. This is going to, you're going to love the interchangeable on this too. It's Scotty, Siwoo, Kucher, Glover, Young, Roy. And then you can swap Kucher and Kim to Scott Power. Oh, I like that. And you're rating out better on all these than the ones we did previous, and you have no 7K guy at all. Well, I would assume that the gap between whatever the projections on the 7K guys and the 6K guys are aren't even equivalent to Scotty versus the rest of the field. Right. It's significant (laughs) when you look at the certain ranges. Like if you go down to 6,300, yes. But that was my point. When people get get hung up on the range that they're in. But if Carson Young was 7K this week and Glover was 7,100, no one would be like, oh my God, those are the worst prices of all time. Just no one would say anything. And then Kevin Roy would be 68 or 69. It would be fine. But the most interesting piece here, Pat, and that's why I bring this up, is the no 7K is key because Scotty leaves 7,600. I've said this multiple times already, so people think like that. But the other thing, that's why I told you earlier and put it in air quotes with the, the sneaky thing, three 9K guys leaves you just over $7,500. Yeah, it'll be this. So You're landing is, in the same pocket no matter what you do. And the, here are the guys that people are going to go, I just want to build that out. What I think that people will go to when they try to build this. You sure. Scotty, that's $7,600. Now we are just going to scroll down. Sam Stevens seems like he's going to be pretty popular this week. Bloop. Click on him. Michael Kim. People are using Michael Kim. Definitely. So we're going to go on to Michael Kim. Who else? Dylon Wu is another very popular name who's down in this region. So we throw him, and now we're back at 78. So that means the next two guys on this list are some combination of Jimmy Walker and... Jaeger? I think it's Jaeger Cole, probably, right? Or Jaeger. Jaeger Cole? I'd say Jaeger Cole, Jaeger Lashley, Jaeger. If that that fits, I don't know if it does. Yeah, Jaeger Cole fits and projects way higher than. It's almost as high as my original. Jaeger Cole, yeah. So Scheffler, Stevens, Kim, Wu, Jaeger, and Eric Cole. And that's Michael Kim. I feel like I don't want to. Michael Michael Kim, like, rates out to be a very good play for me. I just, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, with the ownership and stuff. I hear you, but. Who was the other guy we said? Oh, Jaeger. Jaeger definitely has to go into this. Like, that's what I was trying to look at. Jaeger has to go into it. Michael Kim goes into it. If we take Stevens out for a second, I just want to see, because I think Brandon Wu gets pretty popular here. Okay. Do you think Jimmy Walker is going to actually be popular? Or is that just something people are like, hey, that seems like a good play, and then no one plays him? Yeah, it feels like he comes in like that, like maybe six to ten, six to eight, six to nine percent, seven yeah, not, to ten percent, not fourteen. No, I thought it feels more like that. Anyway, we'll see. But that leaves you. Who was seventy five hundred that we said? Michael Kim. We were already on him. Oh, Ben Griffin. All right, so this one projected the best of any we did, and it's Scotty. Down does it's basically the chalky version of what I told you my lineup was, and it projects less still actually. But it's Scotty, Jaeger instead of Hadwin in that range, and then it's. Brandon Wu, Michael Kim, Ben Griffin, Jimmy Walker. Okay. That looks like what I think people will go to. I don't like it. So now this is what I'm saying, though. Okay, take out Scotty, take out Jaeger, take out Walker. And I think if you go, who do you think the most popular in the 9K is going to be? So Tom Kim, obviously, and then who else? Who's the other two? Tom Kim, probably Scott and Hideki. Or actually, Cage Lee. Cage Lee and Kucher. So just of note, you can go, it does involve keeping Jaeger, but in that same lineup, you swap Scotty and I forget who the other person was, but Scotty and one guy. If we put Walker back in, here's what it looks like. Oh, it was Scotty Walker. Scotty Walker becomes K.H. Lee and Tom Kim. Or you can go Tom Kim, Kucher, 
Tom Kim, Kuchar, KH Lee, Walker, Wu, and Kim. You can build almost like the all-Asian lineup here if you get rid of Kuchar. Seamus Power, is he Asian? Who was that last one you said? He's not. Tom Kim, Michael Kim. Tom Kim, Michael Kim, Kuchar, and KH Lee. Jimmy Walker and Dylon. Woo! Oh, it's Dylon. Okay, and then Walker. And then that leaves us the 9,400, and you're going with KH over Day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, personally. And that projects horribly, so I don't like that one as much. But I think people will go to these types of lineups. That's what I'm saying. Well, so. I, the first one that I told you was very similar, just very reminiscent of that lineup. It's... I think I ended up moving Aaron Ryan to it or whoever it might be, but I can go take a look at it right now. This is too when people watch this. I've I've talked myself out of Ben Griffin as we've been going along, so that's not positive for me. (laughs) $7,500. Yeah, Hideki, Tom, Kim, and Adam Scott to start. Those three with Lashley and Cam Young, or Carson Young, not Cam Young. I wish Cam Young was $6,700. That leaves me anyone $7,500 and below. Like, could it be Michael Kim? Sure. Could it be Eric Cole? It could be Ben Griffin. It could be Aaron Rye. Luke you, List is going to be 0.5% owned. Even I don't want to use Luke List here. You like Michael Kim, though? I like him enough. I don't like 15% Michael Kim, who actually, like, secret sucks. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's not a secret. Maybe he's secret good, and I don't want to believe it, but I have a lot of history with Michael Kim. A lot of baggage. The, the only there. issue with Michael Kim, potentially, is ownership. For that's the, what I'm For saying. the range. There's just so many guys around him that are actually... Better on paper, better plays. Again, he's been more active on Twitter lately, all these factors. So maybe that's why people are leaning towards it. The JDC narrative of the fact that like guys that have done like well at Birdie Fest, and that's one of them, he's won. And just remember, he finally got the win and ran away with it there. So I think that's the reason he's being brought up a little bit more. I would rather use Dylan Wu, who I do think is also going to be very popular, but I have more faith in Dylan Wu to come through. So Hideki, Tom Kim, Scott, Wu, Dylan, Lashley, Carson Young. Yeah. And you have a hundred bucks wherever. Just let it sit. Yeah. It's fine. What about this? We didn't talk about this. Is there any chance now you can go Scotty Hatton? You land at 7,000. I mean, you most definitely can. I just don't. I I would rather go Scotty Hideki if I was going to build one of those lineups. Carson Young. Who's the other guy you like? Kevin Roy. Roy. The Roy toy? Sexy Roy? This is actually kind of interesting. Let's see. If you take Hatton down to Hideki go young and Roy, it leaves you the same $7,500, but with two spots. So it's your Michael Kim and Sam Stevens. I would prefer Stevens. I can go Stevens Wu. Yep. That works. Or Cole instead of Wu if you wanted to. So this is a version two that also keeps Scotty, goes away from the Scotty 8K build that lands you like in a comfortable zone and uses Hideki. And then you don't have any 8K guys at all. If you had to throw one into, let's say, the, I don't know, the 3180 this week, 100K to first, you only had one lineup to throw into that. Mm-hmm. What version of the lineup do you think that you would go with? Would you eat, would you play the 45%, 50% Scotty with the field and get different from there? Or would you do one of those build, balance build with Hideki, Scott, and Tom Kim or something? The only way to get 100% in that is to play your guy. So it'll probably be Scotty and get your letter. Like, it's just put him in there. I know, like, we talked last time with the ROM situation, the higher the stakes you but go, we had, all but that. But we had Finau, too, though. The we thing don't is, have a Finau. We don't have year. that exact example here. And I do, like I said, have, there's way more question marks on the guys below. The one that I wanted to look at, though, was, like, well, how can you play Scotty differently? And that's what I was trying to figure out is, like, if you can go Scotty and three 8K guys. Like, if you can you, go. You, you can. So let me try to see if I can figure this one out. I just want to see who's down in the sixes that I... Oh, Peter Quest. 
this guy needs, can we like sponsor this guy so he changes his name to Peter Cust? Because it looks like it's Cust with a K. Like when you first look at it. You probably could get but a his hat name is on him or Quest something. Yeah. somehow. And not even like that awesome movie with Roger Moore and Jean-Claude Van Damme, The Quest, which is a Mortal Kombat ripoff. <laughs> Used to watch a lot of JVCD movies yeah, back, back in the mid-90s. Back in the day. So of the guys, I mean, Roger Sloan is back on the PGA Tour for the first time in ages. That's a guy that people actively played all the time. Yeah, same with Vince Whaley. I forgot about Vince Whaley. That guy used to make every cut. And finish up there. Yeah, he's, he's back as well. So yeah. I have no idea how Roger Sloan has been performing on the Corn Ferry Tour. Let me go take a look at this. Roger Sloan last week missed cut. Good form. Coming in. What happened to this guy? He, like, lost it. Yeah. Like, he was in that playoff to win the Wyndham Championship with Kisner and Scott. And everyone was on him. Was he? Or did he miss the playoff by a stroke? I think he missed it. Now I can't remember. Or he, he, he might have made it and then it went down early or whatever. But. Let's see. Coming in 31st, 36th, 21st, 36th, missed cut. So it's, anyway, it hasn't been good for old Kanejan Roger Sloan. If you could get to him, though, you can do some stuff. Let's see. We, Weberlow makes every cut. He's down here. I like the Roy call, man. Just play Roy. I, I like Roy, too, but if we're going to try to get the guys... I mean, It's more of your roster construction is what I'm saying. So here's an example. Mark Messier, he's down here. I saw that. Hmm. Scotty Scheffler, you can still get to Jaeger, but then you go Bez and Hadwin right behind him. Bez, Hadwin. So you get the Scotty with three 8K guys as opposed to one with, with all the sevens. You drop to Kevin Roy, and you land on 7,300. Or you don't even need to do that. You could go Carson Young, 7,100. Car- Carson Young, 7,100. There you go. Carson Young, Charlie Hoffman, or Smotherman. So I like the Smotherman version probably. Let, yeah, let me Sheffler, see my... Bez, Hadwin, Jaeger, Young, Smotherman. I want to see my rankings. I'm pretty sure that Carson Young should be number two. No, he's Scotty definitely Sheffler. not. Are you sure? <laughs> he's definitely not even in my rankings. you think you should refigure your rankings? I might have to repick some guys. What about? Oh, you, I didn't talk to you about this guy. Do you have P- any? Pearson Cooney? Oh God, people we're are ba- liking him. We're late. back in tech. His brother's in the field too. Parker. This will be a classic situation where Parker beats Pearson just because. But but Pier- but Pearson. Then his, but then his dad will pay to get him through the cut line. <laughs> Pearson does rate out from what or should rate out well here. Like he could be very underpriced. When we we, we usually talk about this, Pat, on major weeks, but where you're like you know you're paying low on a guy. Like Cooney should be more than sixty nine hundred in the future. You would, think. You, would, you would hope so. Yes. But I've also made this mistake with, like, Austin Eckrope before, too. Correct. Or uh, who was the other jabroni? Eckrope, by the way, same, 100 bucks more. Um, I did want to talk to you about a guy that could be considered a jabroni, though, Chad Ramey. Oh, Captain Ramius? Crushed it round three and round four last oh, week. Fuck that guy, man. Dialed in. He's won on a... Um, oh, yeah, shit. Birdie fest before. Corrales? Punta Cana? Or was it Puerto Rico? I can't remember which one it was. This, okay, this is a guy I wanted to talk to you about because he just kind of pops up with good ball striking weeks out of nowhere. It's Augusta Nunez. I feel like he's more of a showdown guy because yeah. he just has these great rounds, him and Goya. And then Doc Redman misses cut everywhere, but can't chip, can't putt. Still striking it well, though. What about Kramer Hickok? Ooh, I had not considered him. Do you think he can finally win at the Travelers Championship if he gets into the field? Gosh. I loved Hickok at Valspar. He was well, making, he you was were looking. Uh, you were looking for Harris English. Here's the guy that went toe to toe seven him, yeah. holes with Harris English. I kind of like Harris English next week. Okay, at the PGA. Team. I don't think many will. Please, please remind me of that when, when we get there, <laughs> so I don't talk myself out of it. Let me build a crazy lineup with these ratings I got here. I just want to see how these things work out. Ramy Hickok. How much is Ramy? Sixty-eight hundred. 
It's kind of yeah. like the Carson Young pivot. He was I, when I went looking at my Carson Young stuff. I have Redmond, Doc Redmond, and Ramey above him. Now, when you say Carson Young pivot, how popular do you think the Carson? You don't Young have is? to pivot. I'm just saying we, you and I are talking about the guy. I'm not using it in DFS terms. I should state that too. I'm saying just instead of using the guy we've been talking about the whole show. I could just move to a different guy there for a, a guy that I have rated better. I also have... How about Kadira? Mullinex up there. Kadira's not bad, actually. 6,700, right? Kadira, looking at his numbers coming in, he can't drive, can't chip, can't pup. The irons. Or no, 6,400. Yeah, 4.2 in Mexico, 2 at the Heritage, minus 4 at Valero. That's bad. 3 at Honda, over 5 at Pebble Beach, and that's only in two weighted rounds at Pebble Beach. Over one at the Farmers in three rounds. Like the iron play hasn't been the problem here. It's just the rest of his game. He's played well here in the past. Like if you need, like, yeah. I'm trying to make a case for someone below $6,500. Ryan Armour, I guess, would be the other one. What about that what guy about, has like three good tournaments a year? He hasn't had one yet. What about Mullinex at 7K? Feel like he he had his time. It's over. It's over. It's just like don't worry about it. You're just finished. That's all. 47th last week, racked up, man. 60, 62 DraftKings points, I think, last week. 7K. Here's what I worry about with him. When he is firing at his best, like, I mean, I I, I think I bet him to win the tournament with Zalatoris that you went to last year. I think he was pretty good there as well. He was, he was in, wasn't he in the yeah, playoff? He, he, yeah, no, he was. He came fifth. He cashes each way. That's what it Mullenac, was. Molinek, yeah, who was in the playoff again? Uh, Straka. Yes, that's what it was. So when he's firing at his best, like he's never really going to putt. You need to catch him on the right putting week for any sort of like huge scoring or huge finish. However, the driving has been really bad with him. And if he's not driving the ball well, like that's his skill. Yeah. He's pounding it like 350 and actually hitting a few fairways. And this one is just, he's all over the place. Now he's been playing a lot of elevated fields, Wells Fargo and Heritage. Heritage you would never expect to be a very good one. I guess the case you could make for him is that the approach play has still been really good. But he can't chip, can't putt, can't drive. That's a bit problematic when he's already over his skis and approach to begin with. It's definitely a problem, yes. There's, you know, no doubt about that. But I'm just, I'm trying to find like the build if you can get to that sort of range. Maybe it's just Kevin Roy. Maybe you were right. Might be Taylor Montgomery. Kevin Roy rates at fifth for me. If I go this one, do I get Montgomery? Oh, I'm a hundred bucks off. Benny Ann. I mean, do we just play uh, as Kenny likes to go with, like the all Asian descent lineup? You, you can do that. You could do that pretty easily this week, and actually have a really strong roster. It's a. It's basically like the roster that I won the PME Listeners League with at Wyndham last year. It was like Tom Kim, Sung Jay. Forget who else was in it at this point. It's really tough to get this lineup I was trying to get to, but... What if you just made Montgomery wise? Wise? And 7,900? Is it Bramlett? Because we have that lineup that we just made, that Scotty with... Scotty with Jagger, Hadwin, and Bez change Jagger into... This lineup landed exactly on 420. That could be a good sign. But it's what's, uh, uh, what's the state of Texas's stance on smoking the reefer? <laughs> that not great. Know. Probably not. Um, Scotty, and then you drop the nine K range completely. Go Jagger Wise, stay high in the sevens with Bramlett, and then get your Hickok Ramey down at the bottom. And how much did you say Ramey was? He's sixty eight hundred. Sixty eight. Well, if I do that, actually, Ramey, Captain Ramey is here. You can go Scheffler Wise, Jagger Bez, Ramey Young. Or you can drop Young into Roy, and I believe you can turn Jagger into Ben Ann if you wanted to. I think that works. No, not quite. Oh, Hickok, if I drop him back down. I was trying to keep Ramey, though. 
You can, I think you can keep Raymond. You can drop Carson Young down. If Who's eighty three hundred? Wise. I already got him. Oh, that only gets you back up that far. I go Bez. I can only get back to sixty eight. Yeah, this is where I kept running into the issue with the hundred bucks. I can get Wise up to Ann though, or I can get um, Jagger up to Hoagie. What do you make of Hoagie this week? Yeah, I like. I guess he's another one. It's really tough to gauge the ownership on because it looks like he's coming in at twelve to fifteen which is whatever, but when you go around him, like what's Min Woo going to come in at? What's Taylor Montgomery going to come in? I honestly do not think that Min Woo comes in at anything. No one's using Min Woo. Well. Do, I, you, do you think people are using Min Woo? It feels like he might just be a name that people just mention and then don't play. It, it's just it, trying to break down how the pricing works this week. Like you said, if you use Scheffler, you land in one spot. Or if you use the three 9K guys, you land in exactly the same spot. So there's going to be a range of players that literally no one is using. Mm -hmm. And if we do think that Hoagie is one that is going to garner a bunch of ownership, and Jaeger is, that means anytime that people go into the eights, they're really only using one of those two guys. So if they're only using one of those two guys, we now have Power, McNeely, Montgomery, Ben Ann, Minwoo, Wise, Hadwin. And let's say people do use Bez because he's 8,000. Because they were they wanted to use Spawn. Now they just use Bez. It's an easy switch. Mm-hmm. That's like five guys that literally don't want to use it. Like they'll be 5% less. Yeah, that's Maybe. that's what the, the case is to be made there. And say, like I said, the, if, you know, there is going to be guys this week plenty. It's every week, but especially this week, the way the withdrawals happen and things like that, where people will mention it and say it, and they just will get completely squeezed. You know, the opposite of what we're used to, where like last week, Cameron Young, we knew was going to be popular, but we didn't know 40% plus popular. And Hovland, too. Till the end, Hovland. Thigala, last week, remember? Yeah, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Popped up from whatever, you know, most people had him 10 to 13 range, if you want to put 3% range on it, and went up to 20-something. So you just never know those, but like like those particular setups, but your spot you're talking about here with Min Woo definitely seems pretty plausible. I I was not on Min Woo. I know that Jeff bet him this week, but... I think if it came down to Minwoo versus Ann versus Montgomery, I'd probably play Minwoo. Yeah, one interesting build range that I'm just looking at construction-wise, sorry, I should say, in, in involving ranges, is like if you go Scotty and two 8K guys, kind of like what we talked about, like a Scotty Minwoo Hadwin, you can go to an upper 7K guy as opposed to that 76 down to 71 range that seems like a hotbed for all the options. And then you end up still getting like a Ramey Hickok or a Carson Young whoever, Smotherman, whatever you want to do there, you can still get to it. But I kind of like just having the guy up top with two 8K guys. So Scotty, a cup, either three 8K guys or two 8Ks and a high seven seems like an interesting way to play Scotty versus how others are likely to play. And and running into the offset lineups, like I said earlier, which is important where, okay, people that are fading Scotty, if they're going to the three 9K with those same 7K guys, you're just flipping your 3v3s and you're still not gaining as much leverage unless obviously Scotty completely falters and your 9k guys crush. You have to use someone to fill it out somewhere, but I think this is a way to do it where you can end up just a little bit different. Scotty, Minwoo, Bez, Stevens, Cole, Carson Young. Stevens, Cole. I just don't like that upper sevens. There's no one in there that really intrigues me that I want to play. So almost pencil in that the winner is going to be Davis Riley, but you can go on your way. You said Roy in that one? No, no Roy. Oh, what was the other one? Carson Young, Eric Cole, Stevens. Got those. Bez, Minwoo, Scheffler. Oh, Bez, of course, rounds it out. Yeah, I see it now. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't project too bad either. Yeah, I guess upper sevens, if we just stop there for a second. Um, Couple guys. Sam Stevens, who you mentioned, not sure where his ownership will actually show up at. It'll be good. 
Well, it won't be overwhelming, but it will be solid. It'll be like 10, 12 percent, I, um, I would guess. And then what about Davis Riley? That, that's a name I don't know what to do with because numbers would suggest that he should be very good. Just feel like he may have won and he like partied for three straight weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, Texas as well, right? So. He, was, he was so bad at the Wells Fargo. Like, so you want seven strokes putting in two rounds. He'd, I don't know, man. He's He's got a little run going on, but uh, Listen, won, won the team event. All are, that. Are, are people using him, I guess, is my question. I don't see. I see seven to ten. Well, if that's the case, then yes. I, I'm more in on, I like Bez the best of the guys in like that little mini range. From, let's say, 8,000 to 7,500. I would rank them. Bez, Stevens, Riley. And that gets rid of Brandon Wu. Alex Molly is withdrawn. Will Gordon and Bramlett are both in there. I'm always more prone to play Will Gordon than Bramlett, but... I'm a Joey B guy. I know. So Joey B. Bramlett? But most people are Joey B guys. Yeah, I think he's the one that comes in at like 10 to 12 yeah. if it's possible. And I think that Riley is objectively a better player. Is Brandon Wu going to get the ownership or not? I don't Brandon. know. I, 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 the more I looked into Brandon Wu, it just it felt a lot like that little bit of uh, like the Denny... Taylor Montgomery type situation that we've run into as well. Like when he plays well and he does do it, he gains like seven strokes putting, but it happens more infrequently Mm -hmm. than it does with Montgomery. And the rest of his game is like, it's all over the place. One more question. Does this worry you or are you cool that or who gives a shit just using it? But he skipped a designated event and now comes out and plays this. So it's like that when there's so much money on the table, but it's the field and all that. If you need a week of rest, you need a week of rest. I get it. You got to set your schedule up for success. You want to, play this week and see how it goes, whatever, but and better chance of winning for someone whose game is on point. I think it was third again in Mexico, right? Same as the previous season. So do you think that's better for a guy like him or worse, or do you just not care? He seems like a guy that just believes in course history. Right. And, like, he was disastrous at this tournament last year. He made the cut and lost three strokes tee to green and gained four strokes putting and gained two around the greens. Like, he couldn't drive, couldn't hit an iron. And you see that pop up in his game a lot. Like he, even in the past two weeks, even in Mexico, he lost two strokes on approach. He gained over eight on the greens, over four around the greens. When you're gaining 12 strokes against the field with your short game, that's pretty unsustainable And stuff. anyone that's doing that is showing up. Like anyone that's doing that, it's just the, it, what happens is it's crazy is that he was third the year before, the same two guys above him this year, same two guys above him in third, but with him with a different order above him this time with Finau getting the job done. But still interesting just to think it from that point but he does look like he's guarding ownership so yeah i mean i don't love him i guess i see no reason to play him if you mm-hmm. see a reason to play him or about I, I the reason thing is for me i like scott stallings and joey b better than him so already I mean, and it looks like they could be lower owned even in the short term here are three guys the three guys at the top of opportunities gained once again the fantasy national stat get it on that weekly membership right now 20 percent off fantasynational.com slash mayo and you can find all the stuff yourself too Top three in opportunities gained. So best scoring opportunities. Ryan Palmer, number one, over the past 12 rounds. Oh, Davis like Riley, that. number two. Kadira, number three. So let's start with those three. 71, 79, 64. Other guys that are up there right now, Sam Stevens, Bez, Eric Cole, Kevin Roy, and Pearson Cootie. Then it's Scheffler. Scheffler. Scheffler, Hideki are the best of the top end. Then it's like Chuck Hoffman, Michael Kim, Tom Hoagie, the glove. Ooh, this could be the lineup here, Pat. I know they didn't show up. Bez showed up, didn't he? Bez showed up, yeah. Okay, so listen to this craziness. Scotty Scheffler, Bez, and then the top three guys. Ryan Palmer, Davis Riley, Satoshi Kodaira. Lands you on $8,700. Taylor Montgomery, your boy. The scoring machine. So Scheffler, Toshi, Satoshi, Palmer, Yep. Bez, 
Riley. Montgomery. Riley. That looks like an upside lineup. That does look like an upside lineup, yeah. You got to worry about what's... What... You could get rid... If you really want to continue on that theme of great opportunities gain, you could ditch Montgomery because he sucks at it and go with Hoagie, who's very good at it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with Hoagie. And then you have 200 left if you want it. Well, I trust Roy more than Satoshi, even though he pops higher than that. So I would just swap those two, and it still looks really good. And it's Scotty, Hoagie, Bez... Riley, Palmer, Roy. Yeah. That's that's pretty solid. There's the one. There's the lineup to win it all right, all right. there. We'll split it with all of our friends. <laughs> we're giving away more money, right? Yeah, we're giving away more money by just giving you guaranteed winning lineups. Did you see that uh, Brandon Infinger uh, viewer of the show won the 100K last week? Yes, I did. That's Congrats awesome. Him. Very huge. Hit him up. Uh, sent him a DM. Just incredible stuff. He said, if we're ever in Vegas, to let him know. I'm in Vegas once a year. Yeah, should let him know. He'll take care of you. Nice. What else was I going to say about that? You just said something else that reminded me. Oh, giving away money. Damn, I forget now. There was something else you just made me think of, but I'll, I'll remember it later. Yeah, I'll have all the deets in the newsletter on Sunday about... Actually, I'll have it all with... I'll figure it out by the time I record with Ben and Kenny. That show should come out Saturday. Research on Sunday. Jeff and I and Cust on Monday. Me, Cam, and Pizzola on Tuesday. Then me and you on Wednesday. Best way to do it. I like it. Playing the listeners late. Is your guys full yet? It's very close, if not. All right, so Fantasy Golf Degenerates, Listener's League, and the Pat Mayo Experience, both of the Listener's League. Uh, you can find mine, obviously, down in the description. You can find Tambo's up on his Twitter page, at Tambo, which you should follow, by the way, because you get the link to that, and you get the tidbits, same as if you subscribe to the newsletter as well. Completely free, Substack Mayo Media newsletter. Boom, you've got it all on the go. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Mayo Experience! Experience!